You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back in to today's Arrowhead Pride Chiefs training camp report on Sunday, August 7th. Day 10, the Chiefs training camp has wrapped, so I need to welcome in the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, the man who's always down for a Sunday hot dog, Pete Sweeney. <laughs> Sweet, what's yeah. happening? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that. We we were talking with the concessions up here. It was family fun day at camp, and apparently they sold like $20,000 worth of burgers and dogs here at camp today. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's a massive number. Hell yeah. Good for them. <laughs> they ran out. They ran out of burgers and dogs, so there's no food to be had up here. Well, uh, apparently there was no offense to be had either, because if I'm to believe uh, what uh, the reports we were seeing on today's practice, it was a sloppy one for the Chiefs' offense all throughout the day. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't great, uh, but that's what training camp is for. There were a number of false starts. It didn't seem like they were in sync. I saw a number of drops, uh, and and look, you know, you're going to have days like that. Better. It happens today, and you work out the kinks. You get ready for that first preseason game. But Eric Bannemi said, "Look, you know, we are going to have days like this, and and you come back and you come back stronger. Now they'll, you know, this isn't open to the public, but they'll go and do a walkthrough, and so they'll have another opportunity to to sort of clean it up today, and, and we'll look forward to tomorrow." So I want to talk to you about the injuries. We're getting close to training camp. We're only six days away from uh, the Chiefs' first. Uh, preseason action of the year and we have not seen Jody Fortson now uh, for what 10 days two weeks something like that it does not seem like he is going to be available for their first preseason game no it doesn't and we we thought we might see Fortson after the the day off on Saturday that didn't happen we didn't see him in today's look and and look you know I I still think he's making this team before he he suffered this pain looking like he did times but i also think it, it's given other tight ends like noah gray and a jordan franks an opportunity to showcase what they can do and noah gray has looked pretty good in his absence so i don't anticipate fortson is going to be ready in time to go in this game i, I think if there's any question you're you're not going to see him play and I, I think right now they're they're being ultra careful and this is the time to do it I, I don't think there's any reason if there's any question to put him out there because i think he is an important part of this club yeah, I, I do agree that he is going to have a big role on the offense. So if, if he's not healthy, especially coming off the major injury, the Achilles injury, and the fact that he was even in training camp to start was impressive. So take it slow yeah. with Jody. I, I don't think they need to rush him back on the field. I want to ask you about Juju, too. Uh, looked like he went down. He took a big hit from rookie Joshua Williams, but it seems like Juju was fine after he got up and shook it off. Yeah, it wasn't even really a hit. It, it almost looks like like Joshua Williams was trying to, to touch him you know, like the, the defense will do because a lot of these periods are, they're not tackling or they're not doing what they call thud where you get a hit and you don't really bring him to the ground. Uh, and it looked like he was just was almost trying to touch him and like, his hands got caught in his helmet and, it, and 
Juju was basically ripped down by his neck. And you could tell that Joshua Williams, the, the rookie, the fourth rounder, was uh, a little frustrated with himself. And I, I don't think he meant to it and, and bring him down like that. And, and Juju was down for about 20 seconds and then got up. And it, this was at the beginning of practice. He was able to run through the whole practice. But I, I, I do wonder, it, it, it was a little nasty. So I, I do wonder if Juju's neck might be sore tomorrow. And, and that'll be so, certainly someone that I'll be looking for in, in tomorrow's look because – uh, again, it, it just was like a jerky type of motion. You got to be really careful. I mean, uh, as as camp has gone on, Juju uh, has clearly become, in, in my opinion, the, the number one right wide receiver. So a, a very important part of this club, and, and you can't take a chance like that against your own teammate. Yeah, we talked about it this week on Cho and BK, who the wide receiver was, and obviously there's a lot of optimism around the talent of Sky Moore, but. As a rookie, you would expect that they're going to lean a little bit more on these veteran wide receivers. And I think Juju is going to be that top wide receiver, that guy that they go to when they they need a big play and teams are trying to shut down Travis Kelsey. I think Juju is going to step into that role for them this season. So it's important that he stays healthy. Quite frankly, yeah. Yeah, no, he's been Mr. Consistency up here at at training camp. I'll be the first to tell you. I mean, during OTAs, I thought Mark was Valdez-Scantling was going to be the surprising number one. It just seemed like he had the best rapport with Patrick Mahomes. But both Marquez and McCole Hardman have had untimely drops here at training camp where you just rarely see it from Juju. He's been Mr. Reliable. And it's going to be a different looking offense because the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs used to be Tyreek Hill, who is this explosive receiver who takes the top off of defenses. Whereas now, I, you know, I, I know that Travis Kelsey is going to be in that mix. But when it comes to wide receivers, to me, Juju's more of this intermediate possession guy. So I think it is a little bit of a sign of a, of a changing of the guard when it comes to what the Chiefs offense is going to look like. I don't think it's going to be nearly as explosive, but I, I do think it's going to be an offense that can win and, and continue to win consistently. And so Juju's going to be a big part of that. You mentioned McCole Hardman, and there were some reports that Patrick Mahomes, even in a, a sloppy offensive performance today for that unit, it sounded like Patrick Mahomes was connecting with McCole Hardman on some big plays down the football field. What did we see from him on Sunday? Yeah, Hardman had a better practice uh, than, than he has in, in what I thought recent days. And I, I just wonder, you know, how big of a role could he possibly have this year? I just think there's a lot of mouths to feed. And, and we've talked about the running backs. We've talked about the tight end room. You know, we talked about the wide receivers that might be in front of McCole Hardman. So I, I think it was an important day for him when, when he's kind of putting out good tape to say, OK, I need to be a big part of this offense as well. And, you know, we do we do have that question. OK, we know about Travis Kelsey, but who will step up in, in Tyreek Hill's absence? We can talk about training camp all we want. But when these actual games start, that's when you, I think someone is going to emerge. So I, I think McCole Hardman wants to be that guy. And, and why not? He, he is entering a, a contract year. And so the ultimate motivation, both, I, I think, just for his teammates, just to, to prove something, but also to make a lot of money. I mean, we saw him in how much wide receivers made in, in the open market this past offseason. McCole Hardman now has that opportunity. Yeah, when you talk about even guys like Christian Kirk, who probably got overpaid, if McCall Hardman can have a big season, I think there's a team out there right right now that will give him a big contract, even if it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco, been one of the biggest talking points of training camp. Everyone's excited. Everyone thinks that this guy is going to be a really good player for the Kansas City Chiefs. And on Sunday, he continued to get reps with the number one offense in practice. Would you say it appears that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be the number two running back for the Chiefs behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Well, I, you know, I, I, when I think we when we started camp, we didn't we didn't think that was a possibility. I mean, I, I knew that he was a lock for this team because uh, he's a young player. They drafted him, and we know about 
uh, Brett Veach and that whole story with with the thousand yard rusher and, and whatnot. Uh, but I, I thought it would be McKinnon. I thought it would be Ronald Jones, who they signed before McKinnon. And what I think you're starting to see is is Pacheco emerging as a candidate to maybe even take the second reps after Clyde. Uh, and and the, re- the, way, the reason I say that is because you, you've started to see him get repped with the first team, and they've only increased that as, as time has gone on. Now, let's be clear here. Ronald Jones got the second reps for the most of the practice today. McKinnon has been that guy in previous practices. <clears throat> we have seen Pacheco, again, get more and more time. And I just think at least at camp, and we'll have to see it in the game, but when Pacheco has the ball in his hands, it, it, it seems like good things happen. And, and I, I think and eventually, you know, you don't always lean into rookies at the beginning of camp and, until their tape is undeniable. And we'll see now if Pacheco can put some of that undeniable tape uh, on, on the record when he does play the Chicago Bears. And then, I, you know, I, I factor him in, into that mix. I, I think he could really leave camp as the, the second running back. I think it's Clyde's job at least to start the season when you talk about the top running back. Who knows as the year goes along. But to me, I, I think Pacheco is emerging as a, as a true candidate to be that RB2. Yeah, we've spent so much time talking about his athleticism and what he can bring to the table as an all-around running back. I'm just excited for preseason, Pete. Like, like let's just get <laughs> let's just get into some in-game action so we can actually see some of these guys and not just keep talking about what they're doing in practice. I am so excited for this first preseason game. Yeah, and the cool thing is it is it, it's at noon on a, on a Saturday. I mean, you know, I, not everyone is always overexcited about the preseason, but. I know a lot of Chiefs fans are, are just been dying for football. So you, you get at noon on Saturday and, and uh, you can watch it with your family. You know, the kids, kids, you don't have to worry about the kids staying up for the late night game and then whatnot. So I think a, a lot of people share that sentiment with you, Steve. And I think you can tell a lot about the end of the roster in this type of game where the starters are probably going to get one series or two series based upon what Andy Reid's done in the past. But it's those back end players of the roster, you know, numbers 50 to 53 that really need to prove themselves when they get to the game on Saturday in Chicago. I want to ask you about the offensive line because it seemed like on Sunday, the chiefs did a little bit more shifting and rotating and kind of trying guys out along the offensive line, which is something that we expect coming into training camp, which actually hasn't really been the case. Can you tell us what was going on there? Yeah, it was confusing at the beginning of of practice. Andrew Wiley was mixing in with Jaron Christian at the left tackle position. And then as practice went along, Jaron Christian took most of the reps as the first team um, right tackle. And, Andrew Wiley, who is well known as his versatile piece, he can play any of the guard positions, any of the tackle positions. He was working as the second team right guard. So I think the surprising thing here is I, we went into camp and, and we, we thought, OK, it would be Darian Kennard. And you saw these rumblings and from national media that Kennard could be the starter at right tackle. And, and the Chiefs really have not given him a, a snap when it comes to the first team right tackle. But we did see them make that change today with Jaron Christian. And I thought he looked pretty good. And, and so uh, we may actually have the battle we thought we'd have, but maybe just not the the players that we thought would be in it. We thought it would be Andrew Wiley and Darren Kennard, where it suddenly seems like this might be a Wiley versus Christian battle. And I thought it was a good day one of that battle for, for Darren Christian. And fi- final thing for me, Pete, the Chiefs this morning did release former first round pick cornerback DeAndre Baker. Um, I I think this move as, you know, Baker was always kind of a project player. He is a former first round pick, which is uh, a Brett Veach special, but he's a guy who necessarily 
n- never really lived up to that status. Yeah. And now they've got so much depth in youth at that position. It feels like he's just a camp casualty of a group that's got a lot of young talent. Yeah, well, he was basically working with the second team. And so when a player is released, you always look at, OK, well, now who's playing in, in their position? And so he was working opposite Jalen Watson in the second team with if in the nickel DiCaprio Boodle was, was the slot cornerback. And so you saw Najee Johnson, the seventh round pick get uh, more of those reps today. Now that Baker's no longer with the club. And a lot of times we see these early releases, the team establishes, okay, this particular player is, is not going to make the team some of your younger players. And I think that's what the chiefs are doing. I think they really wanted to, to see what they have in, in Johnson and I think they'll keep five or six cornerbacks. They realized Baker was not going to be one of them. And so uh, they, they allow other players to get opportunities. Yeah, I'm curious what this means for a guy like Lonnie Johnson, who they traded for, who, you know, he's played safety yeah. in the past. But Spags has mentioned that they're using him as a cornerback. And he's a guy that I think some of us thought he was going to have a, a bigger role so far. But these young guys have just been so impressive that it seems like they're keeping the veterans off the field. So DeAndre Baker is just a casualty uh, of that and what we've seen from those yeah. guys so far. And the thing about Lonnie Johnson is that it's, it's a weird case because he has kind of been buried with the third team. But, you know, training camp is all about evaluation. When you trade for a player and there's already film of him out there with the Houston Texans, you kind of know who he is, right? You don't really know how these younger players are, are going to fare. So I, I do wonder as camp goes along and maybe you get through that first preseason game, maybe you get through that first cut, do you start to see more of Lonnie in a bigger role? And I, I think that's a possibility. If he continues to, to be with the third team, then you know I, I will have my doubts about him making the club. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. If you want to listen to the Chiefs press conferences in their entirety, you will be able to do that here in the very near future on From the Podium at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Uh, please make sure you check out all of our training camp coverage at arrowheadpride.com. And as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you guys tomorrow for day 11 of Chiefs training camp. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.